A very good morning, everyone. It is Monday, January 29, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, wherever and however you are listening. Hope you had a fantastic long weekend for the Australia Day. Uh, well, long weekend, and gee, we're coming in this morning with a stack to talk about, particularly the cricket after an evening of high drama at the Gabba and the West Indies causing one of the shocks in recent memory. Eight runs the margin as they beat Australia. And then uh, for those who kept watching last night over in India, England have pulled off a bit of a miracle as well. They won by 28 runs against India. And in the Australian Open men's final, Yannick Sinner, an amazing performance after he came from two sets to love down. The 22-year-old Italian winning a maiden Grand Slam title against Daniel Medvedev. Eventually in five sets after three hours and 44 minutes on court. The Socceroos have won 4-0 overnight, by the way, as well against Indonesia in the last 16 at the Asian Cup. So they've set up a quarterfinal berth against either Saudi Arabia or South Korea. And those two countries meet early Wednesday morning. But it's great to be back. Needed to come back, fellas. Good to see you both. I saw Loz day one of the cricket uh, in Sydney and Pup. Good to see you, Bunch, my nice friend. Nice to be seen, buddy. Lovely to have you back. We missed you last week. Uh, morning, Gozza. Morning <laughs> to all of our listeners. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I don't really know what to say in regards to the cricket. Two, definitely two upsets. Uh, West, Indies, West Indies beating the Aussies um, at the Gabba, where oh, well, you'll have to tell me. When, well, we lost to India there, didn't we? Yeah. So but, you have to go back to but then was West Indies that. in eighty seven eight. Wow, wow, wow! Just I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yes, well done to the West Indies first and foremost. Mm. Phenomenal, uh, great performance. Um, again, I, I, I said uh, when we were on last week. I feel like this young West Indies team has a lot of talent. The challenge you're going to have now is trying to keep these guys all a part of the West Indies set up and not losing him to um, the 2020, domestic 2020 competitions around the world. But super happy for them. Um, you could feel the emotion um, through your, your TV sets. Well, I certainly could when listening to Brian Lara talk. And, and then I also saw some footage of Carl Hooper as well. So, yeah, very happy for them. But the Aussies will be extremely disappointed. Um, and then, yeah, over in India, oh, what a um, what a batting performance from young Pope. Uh, he's now the vice-captain of that England team, but walking out at number three and the way he played in really tough batting conditions, um, it's one of the best overseas hundreds I think you'll see. Yeah, one um, of the game. Phenomenal. That. Phenomenal win by, oh. by England. Um, so yeah, India will also be be disappointed because they're in a great position after the first couple of days. Um, that's a good start to that series for for England. So yeah, two major upsets, um, which is you know what for Test cricket probably brilliant. Uh, for for India and the Aussies, they'll they'll certainly be disappointed. How are you, Loza? Yeah, good morning, boys. Um, Geez, what a weekend of sport uh, yesterday with the cricket and then the Australian Open. Uh, well done to Yannick Sinner. Uh, I went to bed after the first two sets and thinking Medvedev was going to, mm. to win. Uh, I woke up this morning, uh, quite a shock, uh, knowing that he'd come from two sets down uh, to win the Australian Open for the first time. So well done to young Sinner. Uh, well done to the West Indies. I thought it was great theatre. I, I must say, I did watch a bit more of the England-India test than the... 
Australia West Indies test, uh, but I certainly watched that last session yesterday, um, thinking Australia were always going to probably just make it home. Um, but then Shamar Joseph, wow. Star is born. What a performance oh. from him. I mean, that was one of the, the all-time great bowling spells, uh, not only from an international player over, like here in Australia, but um, we'd love that if that was an Australian. Seven for 68 off nearly 12 overs. And it was their first test win here in over 25 years. I think it was 27 years, mm. 1997. We didn't think he'd participate in the game after being yeah. forced off the field, retired hurt, being hit by a Yorker from Mitch Stark right on the toe. And then he didn't think he was going to play yesterday. And the doctor just told him, just turn up. Just go I wonder and if they injected it. Because I, I remember Michael Kasper, which broke my toe exactly like that. Big in-swinger, smacked me on the big toe. And it, it, it is that painful. But oh. then for him as well, being a fast bowler, like putting a shoe on to stand in the field is one thing. But then to bowl like he does, 150Ks, 145Ks, the pressure that goes through that front foot, I wonder if they injected it. I think they would have had to, but he was hobbling in between us. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he was just... What a great young man as well. Oh, Spoke 24 so well, years of age. Yeah. He just refused to, to give the ball away. He wanted to, to try and take as many wickets as he can or he could. Uh, he was bowling with great speed. He put the Australians under plenty of pressure. Um, and while it's disappointing Australia lost, I think it's good. I, I think it's good for Test Match Cricket. Great for Test Match Definitely. Cricket. Both results, really. Because we need to see countries winning away from home, no. Pup, in the last several years. Yeah. Well, I the think, trend towards yeah. and the, the advantage that home teams have, it, it's been difficult to overcome. I mean, yeah, I mean and, sure. and the records tell you that. Well, if you go England and England, mm. tough to beat. India and India, tough to beat. Australia and Australia, tough to beat, generally. Uh, the, the thing that was a little sad to see was so many empty seats at the Gabba. And, and you can't blame any Australian fan for not wanting to go. We've had so much cricket, and then the cricket that we've had this summer from uh, international point of view has not been super exciting. So you don't blame the fans, but yeah, I just it, it's it, it sort of shows where everyone's at. I think, uh, and, mm. and that's why. And I, when you play, it's very different. You, it doesn't matter who you play; you don't want to lose. But when you have been out of the game for a bit of time and you probably work in a field where you, you, you're craving content. For us, it's you know it's a great result. But I think most importantly, if I take the being biased uh, hat off, I think for West Indies cricket, oh, that that win will be huge. Like the people in the Caribbean would, and I think the game would have finished at probably three three thirty in the morning their time. Mate, they would have got up for that, and they would still be celebrating. The rum sales would have went through. Oh, <laughs> dear, mate. And they know how to celebrate in the Caribbean, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> I can only imagine. I can only imagine. But yeah. no, I, I thought it was tremendous. And again, some of these players we haven't heard of, and young Joseph, he just, he's a player now that's on the radar. He's on well, the radar of the port for IPL this year, this year. In April, he'll be playing in the, oh, don't, oh, the auctions. Yeah, the auction's in February, so it hasn't happened. So he'll go into the auction and get bought. But what that means, this is the hard part. During that time from, again, I'm guessing time frame, but April, May, that eight-week period, if he's bought by the Chennai Super Kings, whether he plays or not plays for Chennai, he gets his million dollars. That eight weeks, he cannot play for West Indies if he chooses the IPL. And a lot of teams still have. Australia doesn't, but a lot of teams have international cricket on 
through that, that period. period. So I'll tell you what else is so done. hard. Let's give a bit of life to the one day series. Yeah, true. Which is just coming up. Right, so. I, I think we'll all now have it on. Even though you probably have it on in the background, you might take a bit more of an interest in it now mm. after the West Indies have won that test match. And seeing some of these superstars, in particular in a one-day game, it's a different environment. Australia aren't, well, what we consider to be at full strength. They're resting a few players. Yeah. Australia, little, there's no doubt you could see in a little bit of the test that they might have just taken that game for granted, the Aussies as well. So you'd imagine these one-days they'll be... They'll be switched on. Wonder if they, when they play New Zealand, whether they pick the same eleven or whether they make some changes. Do they arrest some players? Test team, test team. Yeah, no, they'll Wonder definitely they pick do. the same eleven. Still one, four out of five, <laughs> which we should have. Hmm. Like we should be winning four out of five. We should be winning. We should have won five out of five, really. But it's still been a very good summer. You know, are we that good? We'll get to the Aussie issues. We should well, continue to praise. If you go back, if you go back one week, we're sitting here, mate. We're having conversations last week around: is this the greatest attack that Australia's ever no, had? That, that was a question. Really? I remember this this Please. show I'm doing for ESPN. They asked me on there: is the this, greatest? And are I you serious? And this, but this is what I said. I said. I all the only way I can judge it because I don't want to criticise anyone or be personal. The only way I can judge it. Who would I prefer to face? Now, the t- two that come to mind straight away, only because I played with them, that I would not prefer to face are Glenn McGrath and Shane Warne. So any attack with those two in it, well. to me, you know, I'm putting those two. But mm. again, you hear about Dennis Lilly. Lillian you hear Thompson. about Thompson. I mean, so th- th- there's, and there's, there's been so many great bowlers. I, I, I just think we, in general, in this country... We are like the greatest roller coaster on the planet. Last week, we were praising this team so much. We were praising Pat Cummins so much. The improvement. We were, you know, the only question mark really last week was, Mm. is Steve Smith the right guy to open the batting? People were saying, no, he's not. Now, a week later, we're saying, well, he's the... He was the one saviour in the game, the way he played in the second It has innings. been a big 12 months. I wonder whether they yeah, just, it's been just fatigued and a bit yeah. taken the opposition a little bit lightly. That's what I think, Loz. That's what, that's what I think, That's what I'm sort of leaning towards. Yeah. I, I think they've, they've had a big year, phenomenal. 2023. They've sure. done phenomenal. In the fair income department, should we be losing to that West Indies no, side we at home? <laughs> no, we shouldn't be. But I think it's just uh, a matter of... And, and every sportsman goes through it at stages mm. at times. I think what you're saying you is... You take the opposition a bit lightly and then they get a bit of a sniff and you try and turn things around during a game. I'm unsure whether what, what cricket is like compared to rugby league, but I know in rugby league years ago when there were some easier games, today's environment, possibly not so much. You need to be on. But years ago, you know, you could have an easy game here or there. And if you took the opposition lightly, you're always at risk of, of losing. Test match cricket over five days, I suppose you can, you know, go through a period of, you know, not playing your best, but still come out the other side. Yeah. Um, but in a in a in a eighty minute game of football, sometimes that's very difficult. But yeah. I, I, me personally, I think a they took them lightly, and two, it could be a little bit of fatigue off the back of a yeah. big year last year. And look, the, the other thing as well, uh, Pakistan had their opportunities. That's why I can understand why you're saying that, Mido. There was opportunities for Pakistan. Really, if they play catch. 
there's every chance they could have won one of those yeah. test matches. But that's every game as well. Like, I can't think of too many times I made 100 I didn't get dropped. So you could say that about every opposition in all conditions. If you, you take that catch, you get that run out, you, you know... You review you review at the right time. That's just the way cricket goes. I think at the end of the day, you can only beat who you're playing, uh, and how you win is irrelevant. It's just getting there. So, yeah, I, I think I'm with you, Loz. I think they've been, you know, you have to praise the past twelve months in what they've done, their success. Um, I still think that World Cup win. That was, that was the highlight, mate. That that, sure. that is massive. Beating India in those conditions, mm. in how we started that tournament with injuries as well. India were playing unbelievable cricket. Um, you know, to win the Test Championship, it's still the highest accolade in Test cricket. And then it's pretty good summer, expected but pretty good summer. Let's continue to praise the West Indies. What about this story though? Uh, Shamar Joseph, as as Loz was mentioning earlier, though, but he's from a village called Barakara. In Guyana, which apparently it is, well, it's that remote. It takes two days by boat to get there. A village of around 350 people. The internet only got there in 2018. I mean, these are the stories that they make movies about. And he was a security guard. (laughs) Unreal, yep. And he he bowled his first ball, I think they said, two years ago, two and a half years ago. Yeah, so started working as a labourer, then as a security guard, as you mentioned. Um. Yeah, it's just an incredible story. Amazing. And I think he was yeah, initially bowling with a taped ball. Yeah, probably taped tennis ball in the backyard. But th- this is the this is the thing and I think if you if you go to the when you go to the Caribbean, like it doesn't matter what sport, these they they're just gifted. Mm. You watch them run. You watch them kick a soccer ball. You watch them play basketball. You watch them um, you know, run and dive. Like they they, they just they have so much talent, you know. Uh, it's just about now trying to get, uh, I guess, the youngsters to fall back in love with cricket uh, and, and fall back in love with test cricket. And then the West Indies Cricket Board needs to find a way. And, and this is where maybe the ICC is going to come in now and play a part to 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 keep them. Keep them playing for uh, their island, firstly, so it helps uh, develop uh, domestic cricket, and then play for the West Indies. And unfortunately, I think money's going to play a part. That's why I said a while ago as well, if we can, if every every single player gets the same match fee playing playing a test match, you know, your contracts are going to be different because that's based on sponsorship, TV rights, all that sort of stuff. But if the ICC can say, rightio, and I don't, I can't, I'm not sure what it is now. Let's say it's $15,000 per player per test. So West Indies still, that player gets yeah. fifteen grand. Pat Cummins gets fifteen grand. Whatever the number is, I think they've just got to make that consistent across the board. Because then, if they're playing, you know, fifteen test matches a year, mate, that it's doubles important. their contract. Exactly. You know, I think it's. I think they've just got to find a way to to even the playing field a bit if they want these players to stay playing for their te- for their for their country. Uh, some of your say on the text line: Pakistan hold catches and they take a test or two as well. No name there was. There was so many empty seats because the fake news bureau of meteorology threw around wild predictions. Uh, it's time for an investigation into this mob, says Dan. That loss has been knocking on the door. Aussie batters haven't played well. One or two making scores. It's going to hurt sooner or later. Our bowlers have been saving us for a long time. If the Pakistanis took catches, they would have lost one of them too. Gary Newcastle, if Australia want to win at the Gabba, 
Uh, the series have to start there. When they don't start a series in Brisbane, they lose. Well, yeah, I guess the loss to India was also, that was late in the summer. That was the COVID-affected summer, wasn't it? Uh, time for the cricketers to start to focus on their cricket for Australia uh, instead of them worrying about what's going on overseas, etc., etc. Yeah, there's been a lot of that in the last few days from Dan. Uh, hero for the weekends, the West Indies. Great batting and bowling performance from the team. Villain would be the Australian Open. How matches can still end at 1 or 2 or 3 a.m. Baffles everyone. Uh, good on you, Phil. Uh, and it had nothing to do with Australia uh, taking it easy. We got knocked over by a bit of bolus, stopped covering the cracks. We retained the ashes. We retained the Frank Worrell Trophy. Not one time for the Australian cricket team uh, to be cricketers, MG at Penrith. And the Windy's heroics all over the papers today. Wind of change, Gabba miracle, how Joseph's heroics could revive Test cricket. Back page of the Sydney Morning Herald, it's there as well. Windy's hero chooses Tests over T20 riches. Now, uh, some of his direct quotes here, Shamar Joseph, the hero of the Test match, he was player of the match, player of the series after that stunning performance yesterday, 7 for 68. And these are his direct quotes. These are in the Herald. I'm not afraid to say this. There will be times when T20 cricket might come around. Test cricket will be there. And I'll say this live. I will always be available to play for the West Indies, no matter how much money it takes or comes towards me. So I will always be here to play Test cricket. Love it, love it, love it. How good is that, Dick? <laughs> I just hope he doesn't get well, off its $3 million at the, the IPL. Problem. and His contract with West Indies is about 100000 US. The second someone puts uh, that check on his desk. Oh, good on him. You know what? Good on him. And, and, and you'd like to think that you can do both as well. Like, you can go and play the IPL when it's on. But if there's a West Indies tour, then he's just going to leave. Like, Australian players have done that as well. They have to come home for whether it's a camp or whatever it is. So... If he, I hope he really does get um, that the opportunity for these, you know, for the from the IPL and other twenty twenty tournaments. But uh, yeah, I love that. I'd love mm. to see him. Okay, I'm here. I'm playing for Chennai Super Kings, and then Radio West Indies have got a tour to New Zealand. Then I got to go because playing for my country is the most important. Oh, I've said that from day one. I think I think you can do both, and that's the dream. I, I would love to see all international cricketers. Actually, honour that. Do that and honour it. And that's not disrespecting a tournament like the IPL or the other 2020 tournaments. It's just saying playing for my country is the number one priority. Marvellous effort, that is the headline on the back page of the Courier Mail, channeling the great Richie Benno. Awesome headline. Uh, and uh, when he, I saw that, I was watching that Saturday night when he got hit by Mitchie Starr. Ouch. Oh, hurts a lot. That uh, straight Throbs. away, you just like that's a broken toe for sure. I, I I thought straight away fracture. You can still walk, like you can. Some, the, the the killer with injuries like that, sometimes the bruise hurts mm. more than the break. Mm. It's the swelling and inflammation that you can't get your shoe back on. It's like same as a finger. If you get hit, you get swelling in a joint. Sometimes that is more painful than the actual fracture, the break. You can play with the break. Um, but if it is if it is a one toe or one finger, a lot of the time they will inject with local anaesthetic that lasts probably three to four hours. So I, I, didn't, I didn't see if he was running off the field. I know he bowled 10 overs straight before the tee break. Um, to be able to do that, he's either... Yeah, super tough, or they've they've given him that injection. But whatever they've done, that's 
that's what you do. You you want to get out there. You want to be a part of it. And thank God he was because he really, he won the game for his team. Plenty of Yannick Sinner as well. Back page of the Herald. At a stretch, new sensation claims epic final is the headline there. His back page of the Australian as well. Sinner's nerves of steel to complete his Italian job. So his maiden Grand Slam title there last night. Uh, for those who stayed up and watched it, three hours, 44 minutes on court as he beat Medvedev in five sets after being uh, two sets to love down. Interesting uh, stat for Medvedev, not one you want. Uh, he becomes the only player to lose multiple Grand Slam finals after leading two sets to love. He also led Rafael Nadal two sets to love two years ago at Melbourne Park in 2022. And Nadal hunted him down on that occasion as well. So uh, that's your big result overnight. If you're just waking up, the Socceroos, I mentioned earlier, they won 4-0 against Indonesia. Uh, reports I'm reading from that match, though, they were still pretty unconvincing uh, in the final third. Jackson Irvine scored early. It was actually accredited an own goal after 12 minutes. Martin Boyle scored on the stroke of halftime. Uh, Craig Goodwin and Harry Sutar scored very late. So 4-0, though, they're through uh, to the quarterfinals there at the Asian Cup. And just the Diamonds, our uh, netballers in the Nations Cup tournament, have won that, and they've beaten England convincingly in the final in the early hours this morning as well, 69-49. Uh, to 49. Uh, Just a shout-out to our seven sides over in the uh, World Sevens over in Perth. Both the Aussie women and men made the cup final. Unfortunately, they lost both matches. Ireland beat the Aussie girls 19-14. And Argentina, who uh, are very powerful in sevens at the moment in the men's, they beat the Aussies 31-5. What's that game? I I put it on last night. Mm. Uh, A mate of mine's young bloke plays in the Aussie team. And um, I didn't know Argentina were that good at sevens. See, they had some powerful big blokes with speed. (laughs) Fast. Yeah. I mean, I, I know they made the semi-finals at the World Cup. No, semi-finals at the sem, uh, or, or quarter-finals. I think no, it was semi-finals. Semi-finals, sure. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they made the semi-finals in the World Cup. Um, but their sevens team is a very, very good side. They've got power, yeah. they've got speed, they've got skill, and they'll be hard to beat. They'll be hard to beat in whatever tournament they play in. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast. So just for you, one headline I didn't get to before the news. Back page of the Daily Telegraph today. NRL has dream summer. I fear we've gone the early crow here. I'll just read the opening paragraph. The NRL's no-nonsense approach to off-field misbehaviour has finally registered with players who previously stained rugby league through intolerable off-season conduct. Rugby league's not recorded one off-field drama through the four months of summer when players are free, unrestrained. Yeah. Oh, about, dear, there's a month of the off-season still remaining. <laughs> you Don't go too early, You reckon Bulldog. there hasn't oh. been one incident? There mightn't be one that you've written about, but... <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, when good do stuff we see, a month till Vegas. When do we see Doggy? When do we see Doggy? He's beyond Wednesday. I saw he, he and Ray were Beautiful. on the Sunday show yesterday. I missed the Bulldog. Yeah, looking forward to seeing. In fact, I saw him ran into him randomly at the airport coming back from the Gold Coast from Magic Million. So yeah. good to have a quick chat with him there. I don't know how sprightly I was when I ran into him, but <laughs> a little uh, dusty. Oh, look, we As you good, should be. We had a good time there on the Goldie for the millions. Uh, now, heroes and villains, fellas. Monday morning, hit me. Uh, hero, no brainer, West Indies. 
And it hurts me to say I might just tag England on the back of that as well. Both those teams, two massive wins, two major upsets. So West Indies and England cricket teams will be my heroes. Uh, Villain, uh, I'm just going to go just for you, just because it's your first day back. I'm going to give you Novak. Yes, he's my villain because again, mate, he he should have won with his eyes closed. He he was just Loz. When I think about, I think you were right the game before. He didn't look right. Something was up. Oh, he laid the marker down at the start of the summer when he got here, when he was going on about his body, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> yeah, but he does no, that every no, tournament, no. doesn't he? I, I reckon the previous game, yeah, he, you he said looked that. off. Yeah, you did then, say that, and, and I didn't acknowledge it enough. By, but... by, by Sinner. Yep. So I, I don't know what was happening. I don't mm. know whether it's a decline in his game, whether he was crook, but we'll ask Roger. But to mm. me, and again, I'm no tennis expert, I just looked at him and thought, geez, he doesn't look the same. Yeah. Novak. Yeah. He is he's very, very dominant. I'll give you that one, Mino. Thank you. <laughs> what have you got, Lodz? Uh, my hero, and a lot of us may not have heard of this girl, but we might into the future, and we'll certainly hear about her now, Tori Lewis. She was competing in the ACT championships, and she ran 11.10 flat, which yep. is the fastest time for an Aussie female ever. in 100 metres, mm. ever. So 19 years of 19 age. 19 years of age. So well done to her. Uh, and my villain, I haven't got too many villains, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to double up. I am going to go the Australian cricket team for losing that test match and the women's cricket team for losing to South Africa mm, for the their first, first time. ever time. Mm. So in 2014, 20s are only Yep. Yeah, well done. That's great nom, Loz. Uh, Tori Lewis. So she beat Melissa Breen's 11.11. So naturally by one hundredth of a second, uh, Breen had held that mark since 2014. Uh, so Tori Lewis, 19 years of age. We'll keep an eye on her. Yeah, Shamar Joseph's my hero. Just love the story uh, from where he's from and uh, what he produced there at the Gabba last night. It was hard not to be enthralled, even as an Aussie cricket fan. Uh, my villain is also a hero. Uh, LeBron James, and this is purely out of my pocket. Uh, yesterday, for those who saw it, game of the season in the NBA, double overtime, yeah. uh, Golden State and the Lakers. Mm. Both teams haven't been travelling that well, particularly Golden State. So had a multi yesterday. Last leg, just needed Golden State to win. Well, what an excruciating hour I had watching the end of that game. And and, he, and I just knew, even when Steph hit the three, 4.9 seconds left in the second overtime period, LeBron just marches to the basket, gets two free throws, sinks them both. They win the game. My multi's dead. So LeBron, at 39 years of age, Freak. Uh, he and Steph Curry yesterday, 82 points between them, just legends, both of them. Uh, so he's a hero and villain, LeBron. Villain because he stuffed my multi, but he's a hero. At 39 to be doing what he's doing is just ridiculous. So he's a star. Anyway, we've got Steve. G'day, Steve. How are you? Good morning, boys. How are you going? Yeah, really well, thanks, mate. you got a hero, villain? I've got a hero. My hero is my 17-year-old nephew, Joey Ellis. It's competing in the uh, Youth Winter Olympics in Korea. How's he and going? He, uh, he, was in the final of the men's free ski big air, and he finished fifth. So, which is pretty good. He's the only Australian male in it. And I'll just mention also in the women's free ski big air, 
our Australian girl Daisy, I can't remember last name, got silver in that. So we did pretty good. Oh, so your nephew is Joey, is it? Joey Ellis? Yeah, reggae son. Right. They live in Threadbo, yeah. Yep. So, oh, that's enormous. Uh, yeah, so he... And then he's off to Italy now training before the uh, World Junior Championships in March. So there you go. Good nom, Steve. We'll keep an eye on him. So who's your villain then? The media, because you can only see this Youth Winter Olympics on YouTube and there's been nothing about it anywhere on television, papers. So they're my villains, okay? (laughs) So there you go. Fair enough, Steve. Thank you for letting us know then yeah, uh, what's going on yeah, that's there. Unreal. And well done Good to your him. nephew. Mm. Great stuff. Thank you for the call. We've got uh, Kane. G'day, Kane. How are you? Good, fellas. How are you? Yeah, very well. Thanks, mate. Here Welcome on back, Jared. The show wasn't the same without you. Oh, appreciate, appreciate it, mate. Good to be back. <laughs> I've got to say nice things on your first day. Yeah, mate. thank you. <laughs> Just rip in, Kane. <laughs> there. And, 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 and before I get into the heroes and villains, go to the Niners. Yeah, they'll be hard to beat. Oh, like, oh, they, they were ordinary last week. Yeah, they were they, ordinary last week. Yeah. But they'll be better today. I've yeah. taken do you trust Brock Purdy? I've taken Detroit Well, to the plus. yeah, I do. And yeah. I think that was the first time he had to come from behind and coming from behind. And I know, you know it was the last drive, but he got him home. Uh, hopefully it gives him confidence and springs him into action this week. But it'll be a tough game. But I reckon the KC and uh, Ravens going to be a cracker. Yeah, it will be. Well, you got two... Superstars. Probably uh, both um, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, certainly Mahomes and probably Lamar. He'll be MVP yeah, for the yeah. second time. Uh, okay, who have you got for us? Uh, so, hero would have to be Darren Cale, uh, coach for Yannick Center, Aussie yep. boy. So, good on him. Well done. Yeah. Um, coach. And villain is Mitchell Stark. It was the a shot poor he shot, wasn't yesterday it? <laughs> was horrendous. Yeah. And I know he's not there to bat. He's he done a great job with the ball, but. You know, you look at coming 64 in the first inning when Shamar Jaffs was terrorising us to get out with a shot like that when he could have tried to hold his wicket and get a few runs and we get down by eight. So he's my villain. Yeah, no, fair enough, Kane. And, uh, Pup, your take on it because it looked like... Oh, I, it's amazing like what, I know, it's amazing I know. what fast bowling does to people. That's oh, what I will yeah. say. When someone bowls 150 Ks, mm. it's amazing what, you know, you have a look at... Uh, Josh Hazelwood getting out the last wicket, mm. just got done for pace. Travis Head just got done for pace in the, his second golden duck in the innings. Uh, who else was I watching? Who was uh, – how did Nathan Lyon get out? Oh, no, Paddy Cummins in the second innings. Mm. Again, just a back foot defence, but it was the extra pace. He was leg side of the ball. Mm. It was like he stayed leg side because you just if, – if you're not – if you're not a top order batsman facing 150 – to 160, the rules of engagement change. It's below that you can train, you can crank a bowling machine up to 145. But that that gap after that, that's what I always say. You know, we're facing a Shoal Bacter, a Sean Tate, a Brett Lee. When these guys are bowling that speed, mate, it's very very different. So Mitchell Stark was likely yeah. that we needed 10 off two in yeah. a T20 game. Well, I think Starkey was. You know what? I'm I'm going to get one with my name on it, so I'm just going to yeah. try and swing. But yeah, it wasn't. It was certainly wasn't short enough to play. It wasn't a pull shot ball. You know the other frustration I had, and it happened in our chat group yesterday. Blokes were giving it to Steve Smith about... Oh, he was superb. Yeah, but giving it to him about allowing the tail, the tail to, face. to face two balls. And you're going, well, mate, what else has he got to do? He, he can't every lose man, to the last ball. Well, and every man was it. on the boundary. Yeah. 
The only thing... The only what, thing what do you do when you're batting with a tail end well, in that situation? I think it depends who you're batting with. I think you've got to look at the player. So, um, you know, Nathan Lyon... I think the only other thing you could have done... And I, I think I think Nathan Lyon's a good enough batsman to get you some to get you 10 or 15. So I think he did the right thing. Now, I think we, Josh Hazel would come out. The only thing he could have done was wait one extra ball. But then what he would have done, they would have brought all the field up for the last four. four. He would have hit a four. And then Hazel would have had to face, start the over. So I, I think, if anything, Hazel was better facing six balls from the other, from who was bowling the other end? Um, Joseph. The other, the other Joseph, Joseph, yeah. yeah. I think he... Smitty could have could have backed Hazelwood to face him because he was about a one twenty five k's, but I reckon the young quick, you nearly had to take all Ball. six balls because just because well, I was of the speed. One, mate, so I was going, what would but you like no, to know? But no, I, I, mate, and Smitty. <laughs> now the Australian captain has just said it. So no, I, I, I got ba- I would have backed. I would. You're definitely backing Cummins, <laughs> Stark, Lyon. Yeah. I, I would have done exactly what Smitty was doing. I reckon you got to back them. But then seeing these guys all getting out to the extra yeah. speed, I reckon he could have taken yeah. the risk with the slower but bowler. But if he didn't get the run, oh no, he would have been. He would have been criticised yeah. for sure. You can't win. We would have been. You know, we talk. What, what about Steve Waugh? Steve Waugh always backed the tail, always down to Glenn McGrath, and we loved him for it. Well, Smitty just did the same thing. Mm. So, uh, mate, no one can criticise Steve Smith. No, he was. He, he's just shut everyone up yeah. in regards to should he open the batting. Well, mate, he was first out there. He was last off. Yeah. So, I don't think anyone can have a crack at Smitty. No. I'm glad he got stuck into your mate's loss. Good on yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were all mate, what else can he do? Fist. He got 90. How many did they want him to get? <laughs> well, they were all having a love fest bag in him. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. Someone had to stick up for him. I don't think I don't think anyone could blame. <laughs> yeah, I think Smitty Smitty held his own well and truly. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Uh, it's a huge day in the states. Dick, how are you, mate? Oh, big day, boys. Big day. This is uh, you know, in some ways, it's more fun than the Super Bowl, right? Because you get two games back to back. You get seven straight hours of championship football. So uh, can't wait. Going to put a hole in the couch when I get home in uh, Baltimore, <laughs> Kansas City. I got to. I'm. I think I'm going to have my biggest bet of the season. I'm not even joking. I'm, wow. on, I'm on the Ravens' side, which is going to be petrifying against Patrick yeah. Mahomes. They're a better team, Nick, aren't they? They are. They, they're a better team nearly across the board, but you're right. It is just, I mean, Patrick Mahomes uh, finds a way, right? He always finds a way. Uh, the backdoor cover could be in play for, for the Kansas City, too, if they're down by 10 with five minutes left and Patrick Mahomes comes down and, and gets a, a touchdown. I put a very small wager on uh, on Kansas City just because, you know, first of all, I got I to gotta cheer for the Chiefs. And, you know, it's – no, I don't have anything against the Ravens. But what's interesting about this is the word legacy comes to mind when talking about this game because you have one team in the Chiefs that has completely secured their legacy. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to go down in history as one of the best teams we have ever seen for a good half-decade stretch. The Baltimore Ravens have not secured anything. They have not – Lamar Jackson has not secured anything anything other than the fact that we know John Harbaugh is a really good coach. We know he's always going to have a 10 plus win team. They're always going to be in the playoffs, but they really haven't done anything once they've gotten there. This will be Lamar Jackson's signature career moment. If he can not only get to the Super Bowl, but do it by beating Patrick Mahomes, that will be a, that will be a tremendous achievement if he can get it done. Uh, both teams similar in terms of the way they go about it and breaking down the uh, offensive 
part of the game from the opposition, Dick? Or is it all about the, the quarterback? Is it a run? Is it a pass? Or a combination of everything? Well, I think both of them, you know, the Ravens have always been a defense first team and they've relied on the run um, offensively. Kind of like what the Seahawks did, really, when they were uh, going to the Super Bowl and winning their Super Bowl. They were defense first team. They'd hold you down, hold you. You know, you'd have a really tough time scoring 20 points against Baltimore, just like you did uh, against the Seahawks 10 years ago. And and they have a mobile quarterback. Now, Lamar Jackson, way more mobile than Russell Wilson was. W- Wilson could get it done with his legs, but Lamar Jackson is elite, elite running quarterback he's basically another running back in the backfield and uh you know the odds on lamar jackson's rushing numbers i think they've they've gone up by like five or six yards i mean the the money is really on the over i think it's i want to say it started at like 51 it's now like 55 or 56 something like that but it's everybody's putting money on the on lamar jackson and i think he will get his yards i think he won't have to pass much guys i mean i i think i think 210 is the over under for passing yards I'd kind of go – I think I'd go under that because I think they're really going to try to, to ground and pound the Kansas City defense. Okay, the conspiracy theory. The NFL is desperate for Taylor Swift to be at the Super Bowl in the crowd. Come on, Tay-Tay. So everyone betting the Ravens should be worried. <laughs> How much attention is this story been getting, Dick? A little, a little bit, uh, a little bit of attention. I, I, I think it's funny. I think it's, uh, you know, you, you can't rule anything out, right, in the world of multi-billion-dollar <laughs> professional sports. But it will be interesting, however, if this game comes down to a call that benefits Kansas City. I don't think it has anything to do with Taylor Swift. But can you imagine what the outcry is going to be if, you know, there's Travis Kelsey gets interfered with with oh questionable call gosh. in the end zone on fourth no down way, and they Dick. throw the flag and the Chiefs get it at the one yard line and punch it in for the win. Oh that the conspiracy will be loud and yep. proud at oh that point. God. It's a theory. I thought only in this country did <laughs> imagine sure. how imagine what the ratings will be. Mate imagine what tell the Super Bowl will be big anyway. Tell me you were joking. Mate, I'm telling you it's a story over the States. Mate, <laughs> honestly. I hate when they keep going to her in the box. I'm Why? No, Why? stick to the players on the field. Yeah, but it's just... I don't want to see someone in the stand. Well, what about the Australian Open? We just went to every celebrity that went to the Australian Open. Well, I, I just don't like it when they go to Taylor. They just are fixated on Oh, this on is her. personal. It's, this it's is about definitely personal. It's I about thought you were a Swifty. It's now a... you're off her. Well, I like her as a singer. Well, she's allowed to go watch your boyfriend play. Yeah, I know, but just the focus is on her. Have the focus on Mahomes. Have the focus on <laughs> What about in this other game, Dick? The 49ers in Detroit. Yeah, it kind of is the other game, right? I think you I think you couched it uh, appropriately. I don't think the ratings are going to be I mean, the ratings are still going to be massive, but they're not going to be what they are for that Chiefs Ravens game. That's just a that's just a better, more competitive football game. Uh, it, the only the only hope I think the Lions have is that if Debo has the same type of injury issues that he had last week, if he either you know gets hurt in the beginning of the game like he did last week and has to go out of the game and that puts more pressure on Brock Purdy. You know, Brock Purdy has has not proved anything in this league. Really, Kyle Shanahan has not proved any much in this league at all either in, in, in terms of winning a Super Bowl. He has gotten to a Super Bowl. So, But if they lose, if San Francisco loses as a 7.5-point favorite to Detroit, they will have lost three consecutive NFC Championship games, and Kyle Shanahan will be criticized for being an underachiever. 
Now, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they win today. I think they win fairly comfortably if Debo is remotely healthy. If he is able to play the whole game, I think San Francisco wins and, and probably covers. I like it better at seven, but, you know, the hook doesn't bother me too bad in this game. Okay, so it sounds like... So you, you are taking Kansas City plus four and a half, correct? Yeah, if I'm getting four and a half, I'm taking Kansas City. Okay. Yeah, I think there's just uh, I didn't think there's too much uh, too much backdoor potential there for a cover for Patrick Mahomes if you're getting four and a half. Okay, but what, what about the result of the game though? So who plays in the Super Bowl? Uh, Baltimore and uh, I'm going to take Baltimore and, and San Francisco. I think uh, and that would be the best Super Bowl. I mean, that would be that would be the Goliaths, right? It'd be the two teams that you know we've been talking about this since before Christmas, that there were two teams in the NFL that were head and shoulders better than everybody else, and that was San Francisco and Baltimore. But those two teams have to go out and prove it today against some, uh, you know, very, you know, the, the, the Lions have played very, very well the last month or two, and then obviously uh, Patrick Mahomes got the Chiefs playing very well last week after really kind of sputtering through the season. Uh, I know it's uh, certainly secondary at the moment, but that game yesterday in the NBA, the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors was fun to watch. Double overtime, and in the end, LeBron just got one over Steph there uh, in the second overtime right at the end of the match. You know, it's what you hope for, right? It's it, when you have a matchup like that. In the NBA regular season, I apologize for the planes going over here right underneath the runway, but uh, you, you want those type of games because the NBA regular season is long it's drawn out it's it's pretty boring for the most part and and I don't pay much attention to a lot of the NBA regular season but when you you have those games that you circle right national television Saturday night everybody's watching and and a lot of for a lot of people it may be the first time all season long that somebody has sat down and watched an NBA basketball game okay Saturday night television LeBron, Steph Curry, I'm going to sit down and watch it. And everybody got their money's worth last night. That was a phenomenal, phenomenal game. And we can only hope we can see uh, Lakers, Warriors in the, in the playoffs. That would be great. Thank you so much. Enjoy your Sunday, Dick. Sounds good, boys. We'll talk to you later in the week. Dick Fain there. So the market's with Tab. Baltimore, $1.43. Kansas City, $2.85. The, the Chiefs plus four and a half. Uh, San Francisco, $1.27. Detroit, $3.80. The Lions are plus 7.5. Loz, what sides are you on in both these games? Oh, well, 49ers. Yep. I want them to win. Mm. And then I really don't care in the other game. Mm. But if I'm taking a stab at it, home ground advantage in a final. Lamar Jackson's been sensational this year. I think their defense is a little bit better than Kansas City. So I can think, I think they can put Mahomes under a bit of pressure. So I'll go Baltimore 49ers. I want Swifty to win well. the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's what I want. It's Swifty's Super Bowl. Not the Chiefs. It's Swifty's. I want her to, to, to be on stage and receive the trophy. Over under 24 and a half cutaways to Tay-Tay during the match. Come on, Tay-Tay. Over. Heroes and villains on a Monday. Give us a call. 1353 On the text line, if you're just waking up or tuning in this morning, your results overnight. So the Diamonds have won the Nations Cup. Uh, convincingly against England this morning in the early hours, 69-49. to 49. The Socceroos have beaten Indonesia 4-0 in the last 16 at the Asian Cup in Qatar to set up a quarterfinal with either Saudi Arabia or South Korea. So it's going to be a very tough quarterfinal. And those two countries meet early Wednesday morning. Uh, the goal scorers, Jackson Irvine scored, but uh, I believe it's been credited 
as an own goal in the end. That was after 12 minutes. Martin Boyle scored just before half time. Our second half goal scorers later on, Craig Goodwin and Harry Sutar. So 4 0. Uh, the Socceroos over Indonesia. 22-year-old Italian Yannick Sinner won his maiden Grand Slam title. He came from two sets down to beat Daniel Medvedev in five sets. So three hours and 44 minutes on court. We'll speak to Roger Rashid about it all and wrap the Australian Open later this morning. Uh, the Aussie women's and men's seven sides over in the Perth Sevens Tournament. Both made the cup final. Unfortunately, both were beaten. Ireland 19-14 in the women's final. Argentina 31-5 over the Aussie men. And, uh, well, yesterday, a big win for the Sydney Kings in the NBL. 98-86 over Melbourne. This after they were well beaten by South East Melbourne Phoenix just a few nights before. So that's a big result for the Kings, who've uh, certainly had a mixed season. And, of course, in the cricket last night, the West Indies, a famous eight-run victory over the Aussies. So the Frank Worrell Trophy Series finishes one all. Australia, of course, retain the trophy, uh, being the holders. But a famous win from the Windies. And England, after trailing by 190 on the first innings, have really conjured a remarkable victory against India. They've won by 28 runs. So two thrilling test matches. That's the first test in Hyderabad. Uh, in India, sorry, England in their second innings. I mean, all praise to Ollie Pope, who made 196 off 278 deliveries. And, uh, well, the next best was Ben Duckett with 47. The likes of Ben Folks and Tom Hartley, 34. Uh, and Hartley on debut, who in the first innings was clobbered. Uh, last night, as uh, they bowled India out for 202, chasing 231 for victory. Hartley finished with 7 for 62. Uh, the left-arm tweaker off 26.2 overs and five maidens. But it was that man Stokes. I don't know if you saw the run out he conjured. Ravi Jadeja, who's you know obviously a star for India, uh, hit it to, to Stokes at mid-on. And Stokes has done backhand. sort of a, a backhand direct hit. Direct hit. Yeah. And that was a huge moment, I think that Jadeja might have torn his hamstring while running too. Oh, really? And he didn't go in a straight line, which cost him. He sort of veered out Mm. uh, to the left. and That's a massive win for him. Huge win for him. To be that far behind, Hmm. 90% of touring teams uh, don't make India bat again. Hmm. They're bowled out. What were they? 190 behind. So, First uh, time ever, they've had a 150-run lead after the first innings and been beaten on their home deck. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah that's, a, um, that's a phenomenal batting performance in the second innings. And then you can see just how that wicket just turned square in India's innings. It was just, it was, they didn't want to make 200 India. You see how Pope was batting? Reversing. Yeah. Reverse lot, I, think, I think they said he scored 70 runs or 75 runs with either reverse sweep, reverse ramp, actually hitting the ball with that reverse yeah. sweep technique. 70 runs from it. Yeah. It's a lot of runs, isn't it? <sighs> Man, but he was, he, was hit, he was lapping it over the, key, over the keeper, over his first slip. Yeah. He, was, uh, he was reverse sweeping like a normal sweep shot, like which was going behind backward point. Then he was hitting it where you'd normally play a, a back foot punch through cover. He was hitting it in front of point. It was just, again, these days, um, <clears throat> the, the amount of balls they hit now, they practice that shot, mm. which, again, in... 
spinning conditions. We, we've seen, we, we were lucky enough to see, I think it was 2001, Matthew Hayden just dominated that sweep shot against um, Harbhajan Singh. Big stride forward, and it was just a normal sweep shot. These days, the players are doing both. They're sweeping naturally, but they're doing it the other way as well. So very hard, um, if you played as well as he did, very hard to set a field to it. Yes, I know, Vera, as someone's pointing out, Vera Coley didn't play, which he didn't, but still, you can't take anything away from England, considering oh, they were 190 man. runs behind on the first And on that innings. wicket, no matter who you are, you, mm. you could get one early with your name on it. It was mm. just spinning that much. Um, and then the and then natural variation. Look at the way Rohit Sharma got out in the second innings. That ball went dead straight. Yeah. He, I watched him face two overs, and every ball spun. Like, front foot trying to block it, missed the outside edge by you know, half a foot, missing it by a long way. And he plays spin very well, row it. And then the ball he got out on just sort of hit the same, a little bit of a different patch, skidded straight on, smacked him in the pad LBW. That's the hardest thing about batting in India, the natural variation. It's not, oh, I want this ball to spin a metre and then I want this one to spin a foot. You, you, you can't determine that as a spinner. No. Oh, well, I don't know a spinner that, that's that good. No. It's, it's the natural variation off the pitch. And the tail end is for England. They they put on a partnership. Yeah, very with, handy. With a um, couple both. of thirties as yeah. well. I think a few guys. Oh, there was a couple two of two or three thirties. Yeah, there was uh, down the order the likes of Folks thirty four. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a good keeper, yeah. Folks as well. Rayhan Ahmed twenty eight and Tom Hartley thirty four. All those so partnerships all were well over fifty, yep. weren't they? Uh, so great performance there from from England. All credit to them. And Mitchell Robertson says, Boy, did you, boys, did you see Ben Folks on day one get a throw from the outfield? Wasn't paying attention, and he cleaned up all three stumps. One of the funniest things you will see. Uh, I did see that somewhere. Uh, we've got Matt on the line. Heroes and villains on a Monday. G'day, Matt. How are you? Morning, boys. How you going? Yeah, really well, thanks, mate. Who have you got for us? Welcome back, fellas. And that. Thanks, Matt. Nah, thanks, Matt. Well, that, I hope you've had a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Likewise yeah, to you. Did, mate. Thank you. And that. Yeah, but my hero, yeah, that West Indies, West Indies and Shamal Joseph yesterday, that was unbelievable. And that, good to see some exciting cricket for once. Yeah, it was the water, no doubt about that. What about your villain, mate? I'll just quickly, Clarky, do you yes, think mate. if, do you think if um, uh, Josh Hazelwood, do you reckon if he got some glasses there, he could become a number 10? <laughs> if he got some glasses? Yeah, if he wore glasses when he batted. <laughs> <laughs> you think he can't see the ball? <laughs> <laughs> he's very quick, though. He's very he, he, quick. He, the, the ball he got out on, he was late yeah. on. He just got done for speed. But, but this is what I'm saying as well. I, I think when I, you know, sitting there watching it, that's the only thing for tail enders. When someone bowls that extra, you know, seven Ks quicker, like he's bowling 150 Ks to the tail. That's at the top the, of off stump. Yeah, and he was accurate as well. He was full. He was at the stumps. Like he got. Oh, he was awesome. Travis Head was a beauty straight at the pegs. Um, Paddy Cummins, he back of a length, but it was quick. And then Josh Hazelwood, that was just too quick for him. That's the only thing, Smitty, looking back now, he probably could have taken all six from that end and and then back the tail to face the other Joseph, who was, you know, 125, 130 Ks. But, geez, it's, yeah. You know, you've got to give credit where credit's due. Oh, Super mate. young talent. Put that ball on the spot watch. still yeah. under pressure. Exactly right. Uh, yeah. Did you hear villain, villain? Yeah, go for it, Matt. The villain is Channel Seven, mate. You know, we we're, we're here to watch the sport, not the ads. I don't care about Australian Idol, mate. I want to see Samar Joseph yeah. excited. You know, 
and they and they cut straight to ads. They yeah. miss half the cricket. Well, like, you know what? The first ball of I overs agree. and stuff. I I agree. Fox is better to watch yeah, in regards to you don't I, miss a thing. I understand it, but the practical reality is it's a commercial. Rate, I understand. It's a commercial television station. I, I, I'm not. I'm no, not doubting no, that. No, no. I'm not doubting that. Seven hundred million dollars, mate. They don't need to be making that much. It's a disgrace, and it's why people are turned off. And won't watch it. I take your point, Matt. No, you know, we prefer to get all the reactions. Money, money, Definitely. money, money. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But they pay yeah. that money, though, yeah, mate, and they're trying to recoup yeah, it. That's exactly. what they're trying to That's do, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's exactly right. I understand. I understand yeah. that. Yet they're telling us to get away from fossil fuels and stuff. Worry about playing cricket, boys. Well, that's that's your opinion, and I'm sure others share it as well, uh, Matt. And you appreciate your call, mate. And uh, you're in the mix for the hundred dollar gift card. Keep them coming. Zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two thirteen fifty three fifty three. Hello, Jeff. How are you, mate? Happy New Year, boys. You too, Buddy, my friend. Free. Happy What's New doing? Year. Show hasn't been the same without you. Thanks, Matt. It's actually been better. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for something. Yeah. <laughs> we knew we were going to start strong this morning, didn't we? We didn't feel <laughs> poor for it. Not, not with you, Clarky, you know, mate. <laughs> I missed you, buddy. Uh, I missed you. I hope you had a happy new I mean, year. I did, Clarky. How Good. about you? I did, mate. I um yeah. I didn't do much. I was with family quite pretty new much. Year, yeah, Good. I was with family the entire time, which... I think it's good for all. Right, <laughs> you, Snorky, what did you do? No, I was very quiet, mate. <laughs> yeah. Very quiet. I spent a bit of time with the family. What are you laughing oh, at? Mate. Oh, I saw him at the back of the lady stand. Day he was one busy. The he was busy, Loz. Let's just say I was a few oh, hours behind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrating like he made 100. You were far from yeah, the worst good. in your group, though. Oh, exactly right. <clears throat> well, I love was, getting out there. It was great entertainment, actually. Well, mate, it's just great to get out there to the yeah, cricket. Oh. I don't see too much cricket, but it's good. That <laughs> no, it was brilliant. <laughs> oh, was there Sorry. a game on? Mate, you, hey, hey, Loz, you wouldn't see too much in front of that nose anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Only when I turn my head. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, I'm going to hear a villain. Yeah, who you got? Zach Burton, six winners yesterday. Oh, did he? I didn't yeah, good see he? that. Yeah. He's the king over there. He is the king. We went over there. Is he on... Is he on par with J Mac? Oh, it's just hard to. Well, J Mac well, rode two over there in New Zealand on the weekend. Yeah. I, know, I know comparing New Zealand and Hong Kong, and but Zach gets the Zach, Zach gets the choice of rides. Yeah, line snorky. What's that? You still got to get him over the line. Oh yeah, yeah, you do. Um, but when you were over there in Hong Kong, he, he's a super. He's on billboards. Around the city, that's remarkable. Well, I'll argue there's back? better horses here, though. Better horses here generally than the Hong Kong pool. Hmm. I mean, if we you, do... Jerry, you're, you're you're the expert on horse racing. My uh, my villain is Daniel Medvedev's. My my hero is Daniel Medvedev's hairdresser. What's going on there? <laughs> he needs a shave. Oh, does he what? Is he hanging on to a dream or what? Well, it looks like he is, isn't it? I, I, like, oh, like I, I, I'm, I've got the rug, you know, so I'm okay. <laughs> oh, well, mate, I, I'm talking from experience because I've got no hair. <laughs> but seriously, he's hanging on to something that ain't coming back, I can tell you. Uh, anyway. You know how many people have sure still got a rug, Jeff? Mm. No, mate, you haven't got a rug. No, You're I know, but I, now I just go with people. They go, have you got a rug? Go, yeah, yep. yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's a rug, mate. And your diet. And it just stops the conversation. 
and your diet black as well. Loz, the yeah. problem with you is that you're so vain, right? Mm. I mean, like, <laughs> no, I you're a ripping, <laughs> no, you're a ripping bloke. Yeah, but you know what? Who cares, right? Snorky, yes. you've got a good, you've got a good set thick hair. You've got a big nose. Mm. You've got big guns. Who cares, mate? Just go with it. <laughs> no, he's going with it. Don't worry about exactly that. Exactly right, mate. You got to own it, Jeffrey. Got to own it. Absolutely. We all start Bloody our di- we all start our diet this week. All three of us have walked <laughs> yeah. in and said, "Boy, oh, we put on five kilos each." We're back in the gym, all three of us. Yeah. Good uh, to talk to you, boys. You too, um, Jeffrey. I'm sure we'll talk. Yep. Get on you, mate. Sure we'll talk during the season. Thank you, mate. Uh, we got Joe. G'day, Joe. Or oh, Josa. Sorry, Josa. Hello, Josa. How are you? I'm good. Good morning, guys. Happy Monday. Yeah, you yeah, same too. to you, Josa. Uh, my hero and villain, uh, it's Shamar Joseph for both. Um, hero for all the reasons the other callers have been saying. But uh, at the end of the game, I was so disappointed to see him. Like they won the test. Oh, that's sorry. They won the, yeah, they won the test. And he ran straight to the boundary to the media. Like he ran away from his players. Like the Aussie boys, they would have been centred in the middle of the ground, you know, big group hug, all that sort of thing. And he, I just thought, oh my god, <laughs> he just looks like a soccer player. Oh, I, th- I think he was just getting carried away in the moment. Yeah. Uh, in, in, yeah. I, I think I, you I, saw I, that throughout the test match when they took a catch. That's part of their celebration. They run a bit. The the other thing that he might have done as well, he might have been looking for might have been the bowling coach of the West Indies team or the guys that weren't in the 11s because he sort of ran that's where they're, that's where that the viewing area sure. is of the West Indies team as well so yeah it's it's different to to what you probably see with the Australian team but but the other thing as well that win for West Indies cricket, like you, you, you probably can't describe in words how special it is for that very, very inexperienced young team. So I think that might have just been a reaction, an unplanned, oh my God, I can't believe what's just happened, what we've done here. And all the boys chased him as well, you know. To see Brian Lara and Carl Hooper. Yeah, Carl Hooper was in, in tears. tears. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's that says a lot. Yep, certainly does. Because they've watched, you know, they're obviously there helping plant that legacy of those great Amazing. teams. And they've watched it just completely unravel over, what, 20 years. So to see and them get a victory like that and the reaction they have. They've actually have. flicked a lot of players, the West Indies players. For, for this squad to come out, they've said, you know what? Yep, we mightn't win, but we're going to take a squad of youngsters and let them experience tough competitive cricket against this Australian team to, in conditions. What do they have? Seven deputons in the first test. So... Yeah, they they prob- at the moment they wouldn't feel like they've had too many bigger wins. West Indies cricket in general. Now I'm sure you look through, you know, West Indies cricket. They've they didn't lose too much for the eighties. No, but very very different team. This team with the inexperience and how young they are, oh, that's that's a massive victory. Thank you, Joseph, for the call. And certainly, you know, we take your point. Being on the text line, asked to, well, ask how the multi went. Uh, the multi, two legs mm. got up, and there was one leg scratched, I believe. Mm. So, money back. Okay. Money back. Okay. I'm unsure of whose leg it was. It right. might have been Marlowe's. Okay. Marlowe's leg, yeah. Okay. Get the nod from outside. There you go. Money back. Money back. That's a win. Yeah, well, it's not a loss. Uh, Adam Pengilly, a very good morning to you, mate. How are you? 
Morning, Mido. Morning, boys. And are you going to step up to the plate this week, Loz? Are you going to take back control, or are you just going to sit there on the sidelines a little bit longer and you know keep throwing a few grenades Ooh. over the trenches, or what, what's the go? Uh, well, I'll just sit back and watch as I've done, mm. you know, last week, and then just sort of see what the masses want me to do, whether they want me to come back or whether I just stay <laughs> out and just wait, wait till the call. And when the call comes, I answer it. Okay, fair enough. I'm still bitter about being sidelined last week. I and, know, um, that was a big demotion too. It was, and, Mar- and Marlowe was scratched, so yeah. what, what can you do? I oh, know, what can you do? Uh, talking about what you can do, would you have any money on Switzerland for a golden slipper? Oh, he's a serious player, Loz. I think he, he, he certainly lived up to the boom and the hype there on the weekend at, at, at Ram Week. I know there was a lot of talk about him going into the race, and Probably a few comparisons made with Shinzo, given the connections and the breeding and everything like that, and even debuting at a very similar time of the of the two-year-old season. But he was great there on the weekend. He's still got a, a little bit of a way to go. He probably needs to win another one of these races in the lead-up to the Silver to actually qualify to, to, to make the race, given that that race on the weekend wasn't worth a whole heap of prize money. But I think he has to be better when he's ridden with a bit a bit more of a, a sit in the second half of the field. And, and Kerry McAvoy made those comments after the race, saying that <clears throat> he didn't want to be caught three back on the fence there from that inside draw. So he probably bustled him a little bit early to sit in the box seat. And once that gap presented, he just sprinted clear and was far too good for that field there on the weekend. So, yeah, he's in the right stable. Um, Chris has got, obviously, experience winning the Golden Super now with Shinzo. He'll plot a path towards that race. As long as he holds together laws, I think he's a, he's a huge player heading towards the slipper in a couple of months' time. Into eight dollars, so it was twenty six into eleven, and now eight dollars on the second line with Shangri La Express with, with Tab, of course, Storm Boy, three dollars at the top of the mark, and the Magic Millions winner. That's the slipper all in market as it stands. Uh, Zoo Tiger had been a while between drinks, winning the Carrington Stakes for John O'Shea on Saturday. Yeah, he was great mid He obviously bounced back from a, a pretty poor first start run, it must be said, at Canterbury at the start of his preparation. He was much better second up, and he probably found his right race there in the in the Carrington Stakes on the weekend. And, and John's always held a pretty big opinion of this horse. We know he tested him in, in stakes grade as a three-year-old. He's group one placed, obviously. So the class is definitely there. Now it's just a matter of trying to get him back to his best form and, and finding the right races. And he seemed to appreciate sitting... Just on that hot speed with Felix Majestic. And one thing I'm, I'm sort of finding with Felix Majestic at the moment, he's going along in his races so quickly that generally you say if there's plenty of speed in a race, you want to be on a horse that maybe settles in the second half of the field, gets a chance to, to finish off their race and, and blend into, into the race in the straight. But he's been carving out some pretty quick sectionals, Felix Majestic. You don't want to get too far back in the race. You want to sort of see to be in his slipstream or, or definitely in the first half of the field. And Zoo Tiger just appreciated being on top of the speed there. Tamalane, I thought, was good. And as he always does, Felix hang on to, hung on to run really well in, in the placing. So I'm not quite sure what John's plan is going to be with Zoo Tiger at the moment, but he's up and going at the right time of the year, and he might be able to catch some of these better horses on the hop um, early in their preparations with the fitness under his belt in the next few weeks. See J-Mac riding in New Zealand over the weekend. He won a couple of races, including the Caracas Millions, and we spoke to Jeff before, and, and Zach Purton rode six overnight in Hong Kong. Yeah, amazing, wasn't it, Lloyd? Zach rode six in Sha Tin yesterday, but he didn't win the feature race on Lucky Swainer. So he went round, I think it was $1.35 there yesterday in the in the sprint race and got got rolled. So Zach still managed to ride six winners on the support program. So what a, what a huge achievement that was for him. And, and you're right, I heard you talking um, before the break, Lloyd. He, he's the king over there in, in Hong Kong at the moment. He, he works the phone so hard, gets the pick of the rides, and his success has been well-deserved because he's been working at it for a very, very long period of time. And just on Jay, Mike, I think that win meant a fair bit to him there in the Clark Million on, on, on Saturday, given that he hadn't won the race in, in the past. He'd obviously been very successful in the three-year-old race previously, but hadn't won the two-year-old race. And 
he was on an even money favourite in the nice Chili Velocious. And just hearing some of the comments from James after the race saying that he, he always feels a bit emotional coming home and Ellerslie is still his favourite track all around the world. And that's quite a statement given everywhere he's, he's ridden in the last few years. And uh, yeah, well done to him. He'll be back in Sydney in the, in, in the next, next week or so and heading towards the Autumn Carnival. Gee, I'm just uh, having a look at the FA Cup results from overnight and your uh, beloved Manchester United did it tough against the uh, might of Newport County. Uh, out of who was 16th in League Two, United went two nil up, but then Newport got to two two before you finally kicked away and won four two there overnight in the fourth round. There, uh, Adam, I'm not sure how much you, that you caught. Uh, but, uh, I saw the result, Mido. Let's be honest, we do it tough against everyone at the moment. It doesn't matter if they're playing League Two or wherever they are. We're always struggling. But but the more important news across the weekend. What are you making about your beloved manager Jurgen Klopp yeah, is walking away? It's going to be. It's devastating, to say the least. But hopefully we can win the league this year. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get over it in time. But, no, no, it's obviously, yeah, devastating news for Liverpool fans. And we'll speak to Mossy about it later this morning. Liverpool winning 5-2 against Norwich in the fourth round of the FA Cup overnight. Mate, you have a good day. We'll chat tomorrow. Thanks, boys. Chat tomorrow.